Thanks for joining me, Kerry Hammond, for the third episode of Food and Drink Business Bites, a podcast that brings food and drink businesses in the Highland Council areas all of the latest events, resources, funding opportunities and support available through the Highlands and Island Enterprise Food and Drink Business Support Service, part of the Northern Innovation Hub Food and Drink Tech Hub project. On today's episode, I speak to Claire Munro, the Senior Project Manager for the Northern Innovation Hub and Project Manager for the Food and Drink Tech Hub facility. Claire tells us about the Food and Drink Tech Hub, a new physical facility being designed to sit in Firish House in Allness. Claire, can you tell me a little bit more about your role? My role is the Senior Project Manager for an initiative which is called the Northern Innovation Hub. And this is a um, nine-year programme of support for small to medium-sized enterprises in the Highland Council area. And it's primarily funded by the Inverness and Highland City Region deal. So the Northern Innovation Hub aims to um, support these small businesses to grow through helping them to innovate, helping them to improve productivity, helping them bring in new skills to the organisation through a range of training and support. And we also have a graduate placement programme for technology-based projects. So a range of support there and primarily targeted at the four key sectors of food and drink, as well as creative industries, tourism, and life sciences. So that's my main role, is to manage that programme. One of our main projects in the Northern Innovation Hub is our Food and Drink Tech Hub project. The Food and Drink Tech Hub project is working with businesses right across the Highland Council area. Um, We will work with uh, startup businesses or even entrepreneurs who just have an idea right up to established food and drink producers who are looking to develop new products or enhance their existing products, um, perhaps upscaling and looking at processes where they can improve productivity and um, become more competitive. So the Food and Drink Tech Hub project is already delivering a business support service for food and drink businesses in the Highland Council area via one-to-one support and various workshops. Could you tell me more about the physical tech hub itself? Well, Kerry, as you mentioned, we are already working with businesses through the fantastic business support service that you and your team are running for us. And we've had a lot of businesses interact with that service so far. And as you mentioned, you're now starting to work with enterprises on a one-to-one basis, as well as setting up some common interest groups and running some really interesting events. However, we want to give these businesses a physical space where they can come together um, to access equipment and knowledge and training that they otherwise might be quite remote from. 
we have a very rich natural larder here in the Highland region where um, some amazing, fantastic products are being produced. And we want to give uh, the entrepreneurs that are delivering these amazing products a better chance of competing with other food and drink producers. So we wanted to provide a physical space where they can come and access these facilities. We spent a good deal of time looking at various options, uh, both in terms of location. We want to provide a facility that's accessible for as many of these companies as possible. Um, that is near other services, close to the public transport network. And these are all challenges in the Highland area, uh, as we know. Um, eventually, we settled on a, a location in an existing building, which Highlands and Islands Enterprise actually already owns. And it's been lying vacant for several years. Now, the building, which is called Firish House, and is located in the um, town of Alness, was originally built as a call centre for BT at, around the end of last century. Um, so you can imagine that um, trying to convert that to a food and drink suitable uh, building has a few challenges. And I know you're going to be speaking to Stuart later on so I'm sure he'll tell you more about how our architects approached that challenge. Um, however, we are quite far on in the design process now, having spoken to many businesses to ask them what sort of facilities they would like to see in the space. And we've also set up an industry advisory group, which is consists of um, several uh, business representatives, as well as those from academia and public sector partners. And so we've managed to gather a lot of intelligence um, and that's informed the design that Stuart and his team have been leading on over the past few months. It's brilliant to hear about how you've been using the advisory group to help you on the journey. Has utilising their skills and experience changed any aspects of the design or your vision for the Tech Hub? Yeah, that's a really good question, Kerry, because we had had ourselves some quite clear ideas on what the Food and Drink Tech Hub might in involve. We were all set to have three loosely labelled uh, production kitchen areas in the in a food grade standard space where we would um, provide opportunities for somebody to come and make use of a development kitchen. However, on consultation with our group of industry experts and other partners, they were really telling us that that's not really the core um, facility that a, a, a business might be wanting in order to help them develop their products and it was really more about trying to create a flexible space that we can take equipment in and out of and that might be allowing them to focus more on the pr production and you making use of 
uh, bespoke equipment that we might be able to hire in or the business themselves could take that equipment in um, uh, and provide them space so they can look at things like packaging, things like labelling, uh, tasting. There's a whole gamut of different aspects of production that they might want to look at and this facility would give them the space and the headspace as well to be able to come out of the production um, unit and focus on a specific aspect of their product. So what we've ended up with in our design at the moment, which now has planning permission, I'm delighted to say, um, is we will have three food grade areas in our ground floor of the tech hub, one of which will be a fairly um, flexible kitchen space where food preparation can be done. But the other two, uh, let's call them kitchens, but there won't be kitchens. They're going to be kind of blank canvases at the moment, and we will continue to work with users and potential users and get an idea of what they would like to use the space for. So we don't want to set it too much in stone at this point. And as the Food and Drink Tech Hub evolves, we will get keep gathering that intelligence and keep developing it and keep hopefully evolving it um, according to what industry is telling us that they need. If things go according to plan, which I'm very much hoping they do, we should have completed our design phase of the Tech Hub by May, hopefully have a contractor in place by September, October time. And we would aim to have the Tech Hub open for business by summer 2024. So it's, it's becoming quite tangible now. It's becoming quite exciting. Let's hope that we can take all of these amazing um, young entrepreneurs and established businesses along that journey with us, give them what they need and um, look forward to some great results coming out of the Tech Hub. I'd just like to say to anyone who's listening today, if you do want some more information about our Tech Hub project or any of the other Northern Innovation Hub programmes, please do get in touch. Thank you so much for your time today, Claire. We will drop a link to the website and also your contact details in the show notes. You're very welcome, Kerry, and thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. The architect behind the ambitious and innovative design of the Food and Drink Tech Hub, Stuart Graham, is an architect with over 20 years experience, much of which was in an award-winning major international practice, working on a range of projects across the UK and abroad. These have included commercial, public sector and hospitality projects. Since 2014, he's worked in Inverness, and is now an associate with Colin Armstrong Architects, one of the largest and longest established practices in the region. He's delivered new build, master planning and fit out projects for Highlands and Islands Enterprise, including the Nexus Life Sciences Hub on the Inverness campus. He's currently leading the team on the design of the Food and Drink Tech Hub in Allness and joins us today to tell us more. 
Hi, Stuart. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, delighted to be here. Thanks so much. So um, can you tell me a little bit about the business that you work for and what it is that you do? Yeah, so I work for Colin Armstrong Architects, who are sort of probably one of the larger architectural practices in Inverness and certainly one of the, the sort of more um, long-established. Um, and we are involved in, obviously, the design of design of buildings. And we've done a, a number of projects in the past for HIE, which I think is, is what led to us being involved in, in this project. So the Food and Drink Tech Hub, how long have you been involved so far in this sort of design phase? Um, it's been going on for a little while. I mean, it's sort of um, over the course of the last year or so, um, we've been we've been working on it between uh, tendering the job and sort of starting the design process. Um, and it's kind of an interesting one because a lot of the time when I talk about architecture, we talk about buildings as basically being prototypes because no two buildings are, are the same. Um, this project is is especially so because it's it's a fairly unusual typology of building. There's not many precedents for this kind of facility. So the process has, has largely been um, trying to find out what a food and drink tech hub actually is um, and then how we can um, support that vision by providing a design that, that you know, enhances some of the aspects of that vision and, and you know, maybe adds a bit of a bit of value in um, finding different and more creative ways to, to use the space. So Claire's just told us that the the building where the food and drink tech hub itself is going to be in Allness was previously used as a I believe a call center for yeah. BT. What are some of the considerations that you've you've had to take when converting a building from a call center to a food and drink tech hub? Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of wildly different um building functions you know the, the call center is is fairly um narrow floor plates um low floor to ceiling it's not very highly serviced you know, some of the facilities we're putting in and particularly in terms of the kitchens are, are quite highly serviced spaces where you know we're needing to think quite carefully about um ventilation and how the spaces are, are heated um how we service the um the cooking facilities um so it's been it's been an interesting challenge to try and fit some of that stuff in and around an existing structure that, that you know, frankly, wasn't designed to accommodate it. Um, so we've had to be sort of fairly, fairly creative about how we do that and how we find places for, uh, for plant for some of the ventilation equipment, um, and then how we we fit kitchens around existing uh, structural elements. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a kind of bunch of different aspects to this. I mean, we've got the, the kind of the kitchens, which are the technical side of it, and they are, you know, everything that you would expect from a, a commercial kitchen. So it's, you know, food grade surfaces and easily maintained and easily easily cleaned. And they are sort of very much driven by those technical requirements. Um, we then on top of that got um, a series of kind of office and meeting spaces, which again, you know, are, are sort of what you would expect in terms of office spaces and meeting spaces with the, the sort of IT facilities um, that kind of go with that. But the, the, the kind of real crux of it for us, um, I think, is what we're calling the flexible space. Um, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to kind of open up a wider space within the atrium. And the building the building's got kind of quite a large 
central atrium. So we're trying to open up a space which can operate flexibly and it can do lots of really exciting things for the, the tech hub in terms of being a place where businesses can come in and drop in and just sort of connect a laptop to the Wi-Fi and do work or they can have meetings, they can bring in um, clients or suppliers, uh, they can do uh, launches so it's flexible enough that you can have events, parties, um, there's, a, there's going to be a little demo kitchen within this area where if you want to start showing your products and how they're, how they're used, um, you can do that sort of thing. So it's a real um, sort of flexible space that can do a whole lot of different things. And I hope it will inspire the businesses to come in and, and start to do you know, some really sort of interesting things with it. And I imagine with, you know, taking a building that was intended for an entirely different purpose built at an entirely different time and transforming it into you know an an inspiring space for yeah. innovation and creativity i imagine that's taken some innovation and creativity from you it's, it's taken a bit of effort because i mean the, the building is is you know very much of its time it's a very much a kind of late 80s early 90s style of building and you know we're, we're kind of working with aspects of that in terms of of the color schemes but you know one of the key things that's come out of some of the consultation that we've done is that it needs to be somewhere which doesn't feel corporate and it doesn't feel like a, a sort of traditional corporate workplace um and one of the things people kept saying to us is you know it needs to be instagrammable and it's places where you know if you're going to bring in your food and launch it and take photographs of product you know it wants to be somewhere which has a bit of an identity uh, itself and as we're moving through the interior design aspects of it you know we're trying to make it as specific to the, the region as we can so you know um, where there are going to be graphics and where there are going to be colours and finishes that they're in some way reflective of of the highlands um, in a way. Throughout the the design process whether you know looking at structural design or interior design um, what environmental considerations have you had to make? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of been a fairly key aspect of this, and one of the kind of buzzwords around the construction industry just now is is retrofit, um, and that's really based around the idea that the most sustainable building that you can build is one that's already built, um, you know, because there's a whole lot of embodied carbon in existing structures, and we we're working with a building here which was was out of use, it wasn't doing anything, um, and you could you could knock it down, and you could build something. Um, suitable in its place but you then lose the the, the carbon that's um, that's kind of built into that so we're working with an existing structure which is already a head start in terms of the sustainability aspects of it um, but we're trying to upgrade that to as close to modern standards as we can while we're doing it so we're improving the insulation on the roof we're improving insulation on the walls and um, all the new heating and ventilation systems that are going in are going to be as efficient as possible um, and trying to move away from from fossil fuels uh, as well so and um, the air source heat pumps um, there's been a bit of debate around uh, the kitchens and whether we can get away entirely from gas uh, for cooking um, we're slightly been led by uh, by the market on that one and there's, there will still be gas uh, within the kitchens but we're trying to push towards electric where we can as a more um, environmentally safe uh, solution uh, at the moment. 
it's really interesting and it's also I mean it's good to hear that those decisions are being made it's also good to hear that they're still being informed by market and market need and until we discover a way to replace um that gas element required for some of the the uh, cooking and food production elements it's good to know that that's that still remains even though yeah there's there's a balance there we we need to provide a facility which works it's not going to be sustainable if nobody's going to use it so that's the main thing is it needs to be something which is functional but at the same time you know achieve some of the targets we want environmentally if you could uh, describe this project using as few words as possible Stuart what words would you use to describe it um, well, I think the, the key buzzword for us has always been collaborative, because uh, that's, I think, is the, the key objective here is somewhere where industry can come in, they can be collaborative, they can be creative, and the space should support that. A collaborative, creative food and drink tech hub. That sounds that's pretty inspiring yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, well, we've just recently got planning consent, and we're currently working through uh, sort of technical approvals of, of building warrant. Um, but the expectation is that the project will go out to tender um, later in the spring uh, with a view to getting on site um, probably some point in the summer. That's really exciting. That's really soon. Yeah, it's definitely it's, it's becoming much more real. I think we're now at the point where we're really getting into kind of the nitty gritty of the design and it is starting to feel a bit more like a a viable prospect and really sort of ready to go. And finally, Stuart, what excites you the most about this project? Um, I think it's because it is something which is is so new and, you know, we've had to develop a concept, not entirely from scratch, but really, you know, they're not, there's no precedence. It's not like you design a house, you know what a house is. You design an office, you know what an office is. But this is something where We've really had to delve in, we've had to work with the users, we've had to work with um, the client and develop an understanding of something which is, is new and different. And ultimately, it's something which is going to make a, make a difference to people's, people's lives and people's businesses in the area. And that's, that's something worthwhile and that's something to, to get excited about, I think. What an amazing answer to not only make a difference to to people's lives and people's businesses, but to make a difference wider in that economy in the Highlands. That's a a pretty magnificent, lasting impact. Well, that's certainly what we're what we're hoping for, and it's it's been designed with enough flexibility that it can develop as it moves forward, and there'll be subsequent phases where we can respond to what the market wants you know, and provide different types of kitchen space and different types of, of office and, and meeting space. So it's not something that's, that's set in stone. It should be something which is is live and, you know, organic. Um, and really serves the people that need it. Yeah, absolutely. Stuart, thank you so much for popping on to tell, to tell us a bit more about this, uh, you know, exciting, really exciting design and development phase of the project. Um, if listeners would like to find out more about you or about Colin Armstrong, where are they best to do that? Um, you can uh, find us on our website, uh, which is colinarmstrong.com, um, and you'll find us at the latest news on there and a wee bit more about us and the kind of stuff that we, we get involved in.
Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, Stuart. Thanks very much. If you're listening to this episode before the 9th of May, you still have time to book a space on our upcoming Packaging Innovation Clinic. This is an online panel of experts dedicated just to you, your product, and solving any issues you may have. This particular clinic is focused on packaging. So whether you want to source some new packaging, investigate sustainable options, or discuss the design and functionality of your packaging, click the link in the show notes to get your dedicated 20-minute slot with six packaging experts on Tuesday the 9th of May. Thanks for joining me, Kerry Hammond, for this episode of Food and Drink Business Bites. Please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you'd like to attend any of our events or find out more about anything we mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes for more information and links. To recognise our guest contributions today, I'll sign off by saying goodbye and thank goodness for planning permission. This podcast is brought to you in association with Highlands and Islands Enterprise Food and Drink Tech Hub Business Support Service a Northern Innovation Hub project funded by the City Region Deal.